Yes, Teresa, can you hear me? Hello, yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can, awesome. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to Andy Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting season one all the way through season seven. And by the time you guys hear this, this is actually um, season seven, episode six. And, nice. Um, <laughs> and, bef- and also, like, to all my folks out there that's, like, streaming and helping me stream my album, supporting my album that just came out, The Orphan, thank you very much. It's, it means a lot to an independent artist. And speaking of independent artists, um, I got a chance to share the bill with this performer and her band. Uh, I believe it was at a Halloween show at Hamul, uh, at the Sweetwater Art Ranch. I want to give a shout out to the whole staff at Sweetwater Art Ranch. There's a lot of shows coming up there. And um, I got a chance to share the bill with this with this band. And um, it's hard for me to define the genre that they fall under. Uh, <laughs> some will say, and even she will say, that it's under alternative indie rock or, or acoustic rock. But I, I also hear some island reggae in this. Um, mm. Yeah, I hear a lot of island reggae, and and I, I think it's a mixture of both uh, acoustic, acoustic rock and island reggae. And I got a chance to see them live. And for all those who are on digital platforms and streaming platforms, if you are on Apple or if you have Apple Music or Spotify, they got a lot of singles out. Um, in the Dream, they got Don't. They got um, a song called Cliche, but one of my favorites is Oranges. And they yes. also have, yeah, and they they also have a live album that was recorded in uh, 2015 called Now or Never Live a Chain Reaction. And I think that's really awesome. And ladies and gents, without no further ado, we got the lead singer of Now or Never, Teresa Luna. How are you? Good tonight. I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. No doubt, Teresa. I want to say good job to your band. You guys really killed it at the Halloween show. Thank you. You did amazing too. (laughs) There as well. But like, I'm not a huge fan of rap, but just the energy that you brought to that performance was honestly what really brought me over to your music. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Sorry, I'm having a session right now. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, I, I gotta ask. I asked all my guests, where were you born and raised? I was born in Redlands, California. I grew up a little bit in Colton before moving to Fontana and kind of just staying there for the rest of my life. So you grew up in Fontana? Mm-hmm. But right now you're currently in LA, right? Um, I'm still in Fontana. I, I'm about like two hours, hour and a half from LA. Right on. Wow, so y'all drove from Fontana to, uh, to San San Diego that night, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's it like was worth it, though. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. I had a, I had a great time that night, man. Um, yeah, so did I. This is like, ladies and gentlemen, this is like the, the second artist that I interviewed from that lineup. Like, oh, like nice. I, I, was, I was so inspired. And uh, I got a chance to interview Salty Moon Arcade as well. Hell yeah. Um, but, yo, Teresa, I gotta ask. So, Growing up, when did you know that you were interested in playing music or, or songwriting or singing or playing the guitar? Well, it all started when I first heard an Alicia Keys song. Um, her song, If I Ain't Got You, 
I don't know what it is about that song, but when little Teresa first heard it, it completely changed my life. Her voice, the way she played the piano, just like the feeling she song it just really resonated me with me in a way that I was just like I want to make people feel the way I felt when I listened to that song Alicia Keys came at a time she came at a time where like um, I feel like R&B was about to die mm-hmm. and she got she kind of saved it you know yeah. like, she saved it um was there any musical influences in your family? Did you have family members who played instruments or singing? Nick's husband, he played bass and guitar. I grew up watching him play the acoustic guitar, and that kind of is what also drew me to, like, guitar. However, though, he didn't really give me lessons. He was kind of like, I had to myself, you learn your and I was like okay I guess I guess I could see that and after years I do see the benefits of learning by ear but I also know that after like taking lessons from school and stuff like that there that there's also benefits in actually having a teacher not yourself (laughs) so who was this was this your dad that you had played before no it was my mom's ex-husband so my attack oh right on right on yeah what was the first album that you bought that changed your life? First album that I bought that changed my life? Honestly? Or first album that you heard or just... First artist? I, I know you, I know Alicia <laughs> Keys, I know Alicia Keys had an impact, but what was yeah. the first album that, that you were really like, man, I gotta do this. I wanna make music. I guess... For me, I don't really have like an album per se that was like, I, I gotta make music. It was kind of just like the, in, just the way Alicia Keys, her song hit to hear more, getting introduced to more R&B artists or more rock songs and just feeling more the emotions and the messages that the artists were like trying to make through their music. Yeah. More making music. So it was kind of not one, band or like album I would say it's kind of just just the way from all the music in general absorbed it all and then through my life experiences kind of put that in music and just I that I, yeah, I can't really say I have it all for me hey Teresa you're getting cut do you have a good connection oh, oh no um, I am connected to my wi-fi Maybe we could try Wi-Fi. I mean, maybe we could try taking it off. Okay, yeah. Because you're really choppy right now. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, who would be your top three artists? My top three artists? That really influenced me? Definitely Alicia Keys, 10 out of 10. <laughs> and then Leanne Lahavis. I don't know if you've heard of her. I found her later on in high school. And I was really go ahead. 
I've never heard, but go ahead. Yeah, Leah Lahav is a 10 out of 10, I would recommend. She makes a more soulful, neo-soul R&B type of music, also mixing in rock as well. So that's what really drove me to her. But her voice is just very powerful. And again, like Alicia, Alicia Keys, she has just a message and just a power she's trying to convey with her music that really drew me to her. The third artist would have to be Jamila Woods. Mm. And I found her in college later on. And that also helped to shape my music of what I'm currently making today. It's just her, just like, for me, it's a lot about the spirituality that she kind of includes into her lyrics that have drawn me to her. And I'm like, in that kind of way, it heals me. And it's like, that's exactly what I'm going for with my music, you know? I love it. Um, you definitely have a calming vibe to your music. Um, super chill. Um, it reminds me of like, man, this is the only, this is the type of music I can study to. <laughs> nice, yeah. It's a good thing though. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this: uh, At what age did you start performing in front of others? <laughs> whether whether it was singing, whether it was singing or playing the guitar, just just performing in front of others. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got my first guitar. It was the first guitar from Walmart my mom got me. It was in the sixth grade. And at the end of my sixth grade year, I told my teacher, I was like, hey, I'm going to play guitar. I would love it if you let me just play a song in front of the class. <laughs> and so that was like my goal for that end of the year for my guitar lesson. I ended up playing a, like the easiest song from Green Day, one of a Green, a Green Day song. <laughs> and I remember... <laughs> Sure. No one laughed at. Uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was like, mm. but I no one laughed at me. But I could tell like everyone knew like this was a classic beginner song. But for mm. me, I was just like, I don't care, man. I want to perform in front of people. I want to show people I could do something. I could, you know, I I, I have some creative side of me, and I have like something I want to give. And like so from sixth grade on like any opportunity I, any teacher who would let me perform or talent shows even too i was just going for it nice how about writing your own songs at what point did you start writing your own songs mm, it took me till about the eighth grade to start dipping my toes into songwriting that's good you started young it's just awesome really. <laughs> Yeah, but it, <laughs> I mean, of course, no one's first song is a hit, but, <laughs> right. but yeah, but it took me many years to finally find like my songwriting style because I do remember looking back at like older songs. I was definitely trying to copy like other bands I was listening to. For example, um, one band I can remember thinking of was Never Shout Never. <laughs> That was one guy, one band I was try kind of writing similarly about tours, like music-wise, at first. Now, you graduate high school. What was the plan in your mind that you were going to do? Like, what was the next step for you after high school? And what actually ended up happening? Well, I kind I was not a school kind of kid my sister <laughs> she she loves school whereas yeah. me it's the complete opposite I was never like a straight-a kid in high school I was always struggling I hated going to school and so yeah. I never really looked at college as an option for me it wasn't something that was on my mind yeah. my <laughs> my mom actually ended up applying to two community colleges for me <laughs> without like 
letting me know because yeah. her, her rule was kind of either go to school or get a job yeah. and so I chose to go to school and that kind of changed a lot of things for me because that's where I learned that I was like hey school doesn't have to be boring or something I'm really bad at I learned yeah. in college that you get to choose the courses and things you want to learn yes what, what courses did you take or what did you want to major in once you got in there what program well I definitely knew music was something I wanted to further my degree with but I also was thinking practically like oh well maybe I should also look into psychology so I was taking a couple of psych classes mm -hmm. but ultimately I knew I was like this is all just for fun I, music is what I want to do did you learn anything cool about psych? I mean, what did you learn about yourself or about the courses, you know, like... What was the major you graduated in? I, the major I graduated in? Yeah. I, major, I majored with music in general. Music I general. Yeah. So you, what, would you, what did you learn about yourself as a performer when you took this course? Mm, like the psych classes or like just everything in general? Just the music. Just the music. Courses. Oh, <laughs> oh man, the music courses. I well, because I had everything I learned music-wise up until college had been by ear, or I took a piano class my last year of high school, so I knew kind of how to read sheet music and all that stuff. So when I got to college and I learned that oh, music theory is a thing and like all these kids have been learning music theory since they were in middle school or younger and then I'm coming in here kind of just having some knowledge on how to read sheet music. So <laughs> college was, it was hard for me because I had a, I had a um, hard time grasping the idea of music theory because there was just so many rules and regulations and I'm like all these rules and regulations aren't in the type of music I'm trying to make or they're not in pop music or the music you hear on the radio and eventually like they did my teachers proved me wrong that they're like no it is in it just not the way we're currently learning it so that was kind of my thing was I hated the rules that you had to follow for music theory and all the guidelines it was just like I'd rather just write music and be able to express myself mm, dope. Like, I guess the old establishment you know artists <laughs> yeah when it comes to making music we do what we want right mm -hmm. <coughs> I do think there's a lot that can be learned in music theory for sure Oh, absolutely, yes. I think when you're creating your art, I think when you're creating your art as an artist, um, it has to be what's Teresa's what's theory, your theory, you know? Mm -hmm. not, what, not the theory that the school taught you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I respect the dope. <coughs> I respect the education that you pursued, and I respect you going for it and making your time in college worthwhile, seriously. Because yeah, a lot of people... Thank you. A lot of people go in not taking the major they want to major in. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go in sometimes taking the major their parents want, want, want them to take. Not even what they want to take, you know? Yeah. Um, so you graduate college with this, with this degree. What was your next plan? Like, what, what was your next step that you were going to do? 
Well, the last year I had of college, I got a little bit more into musical theater. So I got mm. to be a musical director for my friend's musical. And that was kind of very eye-opening for me because I was Sick. able to, yeah, I was able to like teach people how to sing these songs, help them give more emotion into their performance. And just like all the things that I love doing when I'm creating music, I was able to help people do that with, you know, with teaching through the, for the musical. And so in my head, I was like, okay, I think I should go to grad school to be a musical director for that, just for that as like my backup plan and then continue to work on my music and all that stuff. Yep. So that was my, my game plan, graduate. I was going to take a year off, make some money and then get back into school and keep working on music and all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> are, you back, are you in the master's program now or are you doing, um, are, are you back to school? No, unfortunately not. And all good, all good. Yeah, in tw I graduated in 2019. Yeah. And in early 2020 of February, I got into a car accident. I was hit by a drunk driver. And that completely delayed, like, my plan. Like, it complete like, everything for my whole life, my plan, my goals. I had to change everything. Because I ended up coming out of there with a shattered foot, a fractured, oh, mm -hmm, a fractured yeah. heel. So I had like six months to a year of recovery ahead looking for me, you know? For real? Yeah. Like it took me, I, so I had the accident in February. I wasn't walking on my foot again till probably like June or July. Wow, June. Yeah. Teresa, I just want to say thank you for being vulnerable enough to share. And, uh, of course. Thank you for like opening up. And shit like this is why I do the podcast because people that are interview man, like everybody got a story and everybody mm -hmm. got a everybody got a, got an inspiring story, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I think a lot of people are strong. I think artists are so strong, and um, mm -hmm. we draw from pain. Sometimes we need the pain to create the art. Yep. And, and sometimes we need, and, and, and what happened to you was not okay. No. And a lot of things have happened to me that is not okay. Um, but the way the universe works, sometimes it has to happen. Exactly. Know. Sometimes it does need to happen. I do believe that, you know? Yeah, so do um, I. And I think when we, when we enter the storm, we don't come out the same. Oh, not at all. No. And, and I think sometimes, as, as artists, maybe, I, I, I almost feel like we have to keep going through the storm to keep <laughs> in, in and out without a motherfucking umbrella, you know what I'm saying? To I do. To be able to create the next album. So I call, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. It's not about me tonight. Back to you. So, anyways. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Because <laughs> no, the name of my album's The Orphan. There's so many fucking reasons why I titled it that, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's 21 joints that I did. I did 21 songs. And mm -hmm. that's what it that's what it took to explain why I named the album The Orphan. Orphan. Oh, I gotta listen. And it's 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 out now, right? What a shameless plug! What a shameless plug! <laughs> no, nonsense. I'm going to be listening to that after we get off this podcast. I was bumping your um, your singles too, man. When when I, when I heard oranges, I feel like when I heard oranges, 
um, it, it's, it, it cheered me up. It's like, wow. I'm glad. It's, it, it's, she, she's making me feel like it's the holidays and then usually the Grinch. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to like the holidays right now because I'm the Grinch. But her song makes me kind of like, all right, fuck it, fine. It's the holidays, fine, whatever. Hell yeah. But but you 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 touched me with oranges. All I'm right? so I, glad. I'm so I, happy here. I wasn't trying to be touched today. <laughs> but you touched me today with that song. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be touched. <laughs> um. So back to you. Okay. So you got hit. Mm-hmm. What? How grateful are you for life right now? I so before the accident, I was I would always make like you know self harm jokes like oh I'm gonna end you know like that was all my mindset. After the accident, I I have never made a joke like that since I the appreciation I have for life. Even my friends, like my family, my friends, they see like I'm a completely different person ever since oh, that accident. Yeah. I don't know why I got sad all of a sudden. Like, I don't, like, uh, wow, I'm, I'm really fucked up by your story right now. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no, it's all good. Uh, sometimes the podcast gets real, you know? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not just about music. Artists will share what the fuck happened to them. Yeah. You know? All right, so you're in recovery. What's going through your mind, Teresa, as you're recovering, as you're... <sighs> As you're recovering, as you're in pain, mm-hmm. as you're in as you're in bed, what's happening in your mind on the daily? It was it was a struggle because for the first the first month I was pretty much bedridden. I couldn't move. I was in a wheelchair, so I was just sitting with like everything that happened. The fact that I can't move, I can't play guitar, I can't express you know the things that are going on inside of my head. So up in, I waited till after my wrist was healed enough and I got the cast off. And once I got the cast off, I immediately went to start playing my guitar. I was like, I got too much in my head that I got to let out, that I got to express. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. And sometimes that itself is the healing medicine. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I believe that. I believe that, man. That itself is the healing medicine, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, painkillers and medicine. Of course, the doctors and the nurses. Of course, of all that works. But I mm-hmm. think for the soul and for the spirit and for the sanity, it's I the needed music. that music. Yeah. Yes, you're yeah. You're a true fucking artist. You're not a true fucking artist when you go through trauma. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Better, I've learned better, that. One. You better come. <laughs> You better, you you better be born out of trauma, mm-hmm. and, and and just come into this world with trauma waiting for you, mm-hmm. or 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 you experienced it later in life trauma. Mm-hmm. But either way, man, you know sometimes, dude, ah oh, man, sometimes we need insurance to get therapy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes motherfuckers don't have insurance. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only therapy we got is is music. music. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So crazy, right? <laughs> hmm That's why I love music so much. Oh, I don't know what to do without it. I don't know what to do without it. <laughs> Same. All right. So you get, you take, how old were you when this happened? I was 20. I just, it was, okay. So the accident was a week before my birthday. It was right before my 25th birthday. And by the way, February, February 2020, 
mm-hmm. was the same fucking month Kobe Bryant died. I was just thinking about oh this. Oh my god, that's true. Same month Kobe Bryant died, and not shortly after, after. Co- COVID went down. Yeah, that's it was how, right before. That's mm-hmm. what I remember about that. Fuck, fuck 2020. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck 2020, absolutely. 2020 was bad. Fuck mm-hmm. 2020, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. It's not about no. how I feel about 2020. Um, okay, so you take the mask off. You start playing the guitar. You start mm-hmm. healing gradually. What was your next plan in my heart? Once I get up off my feet, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Well, I was pretty much like, I got to get back to work. I got to start making money because for all that time, I wasn't making money. I wasn't doing anything. I was going broke, of course, still working on my music and all that stuff. But in the midst of all of that, I also lost my grandmother because of COVID. So on top of the accident in 2020, I also lost my grandmother. So that one hit me hard, too. So after her death, like a week after her death, probably, I wrote a song for her. I performed it in a dream. I wrote that one for my grandma. And at the end of it, she says, I love you because I had a recording of her. So I got to throw that in. And then it was kind of after that song that it inspired just like, like, um, what, like, just kind of like a snowball effect for like even more songs to kind of go into that same concept. So after like, after I was healed up, I started walking again. I was like, I want to start writing an album. I want to start writing about what I went through, the car accident, the PTSD, the grief of losing my grandmother, like the the loss of my, my ability to walk for such a short time, you know? It was just dealing, I just kind of wanted to be able to deal with all of the stuff and the emotions I was feeling and, and just heal from that in like the best and most positive way that I could. So after I was recovering, I was just in the mindset of, I gotta be healthy, I gotta be happy, I gotta be able to express everything that happened to me so that I don't allow it to kind of put me, degress my progress, you know, where it goes back to like who I was before, hating life, not loving myself, all that stuff, you know? So it was like, no, this accident completely changed my view on life. I'm gonna keep running with this momentum and like fully engulf myself in this journey of healing. You're gonna make me cry out of Vaughn's parking lot right now. <laughs> oh man. We're gonna pass by. What the fuck is this guy crying at the Vaughn's parking lot right now? I'm parked outside of Vaughn's parking lot. So let me ask you this, dude. So before, okay. Uh, this is why artists gotta do podcasts because you never know what the fuck someone went through to write that song. Mm-hmm. And I never know six back with Teresa with this interview. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> And I'm sure she didn't know what to expect from me because I, I met her briefly at the show, chopped mm-hmm. it up a little bit. It was very brief, but I, I respect um, your stage presence. See, some people just got stage presence. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you form your band? Now remember. So it started off just me, in because that was I didn't know anyone else who played guitar or, any, or like bass or anything like that. So it was just me writing on my own. For a short, for like a couple of months, I did have a synth player and a drummer, 
Right. However, I made the mistake and, and I learned my lesson of not work having couples in the band. <laughs> <laughs> you should have learned from Gwen Stefani, girl. I, I know. I th- but my thing, I thought, I was like, no, they're going to be together forever. Like, I, had, I don't have nothing to worry about. They're the it couple. Haven't you learned from Lauren Hill and Prosser and the Fugees? <laughs> I mean, I mean and, and Wyclef? I meant, I meant Lauren I, and Wyclef. I Lauren Hill so- and Wyclef. Lauren Hill went through this. I know. I guess some things you just gotta learn. You gotta experience for yourself. <laughs> oh man! How yeah. did you learn from Usher and Chili? I did I'm not. Apparently. I'm just kidding. But they were in the same band. They were in the same band. She was yeah. in TLC, and he was he was on so. Okay, so you got okay. So you had a couple that was there, didn't work out. So it kind of mm-hmm. so it got broken up for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then I met my friend Jer, Jeremy Barnes. Yeah, yeah, that was the one who was there. We him. You gotta keep fucking with him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I fuck with that guy. Absolutely, absolutely. He, we are best friends. I've known him since high school. We live yeah, together. We, him and I, we live with my mom. We're roommates. We're homies for life. Absolutely. So for him, I kind of it started off um, the way it started was I record songs and then when I think some songs could sound better with harmonies I'm like I ask I would go up to him I'd be like hey Jer would you mind like laying down these harmonies for me on this track and he loves to sing he also loves to create music himself so he's like yeah absolutely just let me know whenever you need me I'm always down to help so it was kind of always like a lot of him helping me with record and so when the show came around I told him, I was like, oh, of course, I want you to play, sing, perform, train stuff with me. And then he was like, well, I'd be down to just perform, like, as your backup backup vocalist for, like, the whole thing. I was like, absolutely. Sick. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So how long have you guys been performing together as a duo? Um, <laughs> the Actually, the one in San Diego, that was our first time performing <laughs> together. Yeah. That yeah, whole... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, your live album, A Chain Reaction, in 2015, mm-hmm. that was recorded with the original members. No, that one was just me. That was before I found my other, my original bandmates, yeah. Dude, I love how, I love how you have a live album out. Shit. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That, that, that's so smart. I'm, man, I need to do that, God damn it. <laughs> no, yeah. That's so smart. Okay, Dave Chappelle, I see you. <laughs> Well, I wasn't even planning on to actually after I performed at Train Reaction, the sound guy, he ended up coming up to me. He was like, hey, I recorded your set, both video and audio for 20 bucks. Like, I'll give it to you right now. I was like, shoot, for 20 bucks? Heck yeah. And so I gave him a 20 and he gave me a copy of everything. And I was like, might as well throw it on to Bandcamp and everything. You're so smart. My sound engineers don't do that to me. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I guess that guy was just looking to make some extra money because I know he was going up to like everyone who performed that night. <laughs> <laughs> to record, to record their set, right? To record mm-hmm. the set. But you know what? But you know what? I'm glad someone did. You, you gotta be glad someone did. No, abs- I absolutely was. I was because otherwise I would never have my first performance recorded. That was your first performance. Yeah, my first. Yeah, my first ever live performance. Wow. Yeah. yeah by the way, so I want to talk about your song o- "Oranges." All right. Um, why did you remix it? There's "Oranges" and there's "Oranges Revisited." Mm-hmm. What? <coughs> what made you revisit it? 
So Orange is the one in 2017. I wrote after my friend and I went to an orange orchard and just took some pictures. I had like these two, the two chords you hear in the song. They were kind of jazzy. I liked them. And I was like, I want to write a song about oranges. However, in 2017, it was still just me at the, it was me and then my synth player at the time. And musically, since I hadn't gone to college yet, I I, or I didn't have, yeah, I hadn't studied too much more into music. So my abilities on music production and guitar itself were, they were okay. They were pretty good for at the time where I was at the time. And for what Oranges was in 2017, absolutely is an amazing song. I don't regret it at all. I just knew that wasn't the vision that I truly had for Oranges when I first released it. And so I always knew in the back of my head, because when I had my, my drummer in Now or Never and we played it all like with the drums, the synth and everything, and it just sounded full and with the band, I loved it and I knew people would too. And so ever since then, I was like, I'm going to one day remake Oranges and give it the proper attention that it deserved. Mm-hmm. To make a song about Archata because I drink, I'm drinking that right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, how do you see which one do you like better? Recording music or performing it live? Mm, um, I would have to say performing, absolutely. Because when you have, when you're performing in front of audience, you know, in front of other people, you just get to feed off their energy. And I think that's what re I really enjoy about performing live is feeding off the audience and just being able to give things into your songs that you necessarily wouldn't be able to capture in a recording. Yes. And I think it's a good task if people are feeling it. Mm-hmm. You, you get to kind of see which ones they like and which ones they don't like so much. That you exactly. Gotta you gotta perform it. You gotta see what people are saying. You gotta, you gotta get some feedback, you know? Mm -hmm. um, which ones do you prefer? Okay, when do you write your songs? Daytime, nighttime? Do you, do you have preference? Um, I definitely prefer to write at nighttime, mm -hmm. but honestly, if inspiration strikes, in during the daytime or middle of the afternoon if inspiration hits i gotta go with it you know i feel like i don't try to limit myself on when i can write but i also don't set times for myself when i should write either what kind of mood you gotta be in you gotta go through some joy some pain you gotta go through some anger to write what, what, what kind of mood you gotta be in I definitely gotta have some pain or some anger to write yeah. songs, but I am kind of trying to kind of like teach myself or allow myself to write happier music as well, you know, to try to write things when I'm not fully inspired by something that happened in life. Just cause I'm like, if I wanna, cause a lot of the times I wait to write music after I've experienced something or some, I went through a trauma, you know? And it's like, I wanna be able to write music just about anything the way I did with Oranges. I wanna be like, oh, I wanna write a song about, I don't know, like being in love or something, you know? And so I'm trying to allow myself to fe not feel restricted to only writing when I'm feeling a certain way, you know? Being in love. Boo! 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 I'm sick. 
Um, let, let's talk about um, what's your thoughts on marketing and branding? Like, you got some good singles on Apple Music on digital platforms. Um, what's your thoughts on like music videos? Like, how, how do you see? How do you go about promoting yourself? There you go. Um. I have been learning a lot of my marketing and like promoting through TikTok. Because nice, nice. if I'm being honest, I still am learning. I don't really, I haven't found the right way for marketing myself. I'm still definitely like trying to figure out that process of trying to be my authentic self while also being like, um, what's the word like while being like charismatic enough to keep like engage have someone engage with me out like looking past like okay she's authentic but what else does she bring to the table type of thing you know that's what I'm trying to figure out with my marketing and I feel like that's something that's really hard to do <laughs> ladies and gents I was trying to get Teresa to smoke weed in front of her mom I told her the last the mom was right there I totally fucked up and just walked away um, you know, I messed up. I should have just said that. Um, let me ask you this: like, there's a lot of independent artists right now. Um, I don't like. We don't even need the media. They do these days. I think if you can develop your own co-following, whether it's through TikTok, whatever, and social media. Um, do you think technology is helping the music industry, or is it hurting the music industry? Ah, oh, that's a good question. I feel like it's a little bit of both. Yeah, you're a real one. You're a real one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're a real one. Because you can't say that the technology hasn't helped the music industry, because it absolutely has. But it's it also helped. put, it's also, though, like pr- putting like a bad rep and like bringing down the music industry mm. as well. Mm. What is it about TikTok you think like, Ladies and gents, like this is Danny Man, Sweetwater, R Ranch. I want to say what's up to my boy Michael, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and Caroline. All my people are good vibes, Bernie. Um, these shows that we've been doing, like Michael has been leading these people through TikTok, like this mm-hmm. TikTok community. And I'm, I'm amazed, I'm humbled. And what is it about TikTok you think that's making artists gravitate towards more to that and, and not even, you know? Go ahead. I- I think it's just how I think it's just there's no real boundaries whereas like Instagram you know it's it it's hard it's hard to become an influencer on Instagram unless you know exactly how to market yourself or exactly to use the right hashtags whereas I feel like with TikTok there's so many it's just so big that the chances of you finding people who who are just like-minded as you is a lot easier through tiktok than it would be like through something through instagram you know because through tiktok you people could be going live or you could be seeing their videos every day and um, i feel like on tiktok a lot people a lot of people are more vulnerable or their authentic selves because they feel like since so many people are just posting videos all the time like 
why shouldn't they be posting videos of their most authentic self or them being vulnerable you know so i think it's through tiktok people allow themselves to be a little bit more open with either their music or whatever it is the content they're making so i think that is probably what draws a lot of musicians towards tiktok is that it's just easier to make connections with people What's your thoughts on Facebook and Instagram these days? Is it still effective for artists or is, or is it becoming old and outdated? Oh, no, I definitely say it's still effective because I still okay. try to use Instagram and Facebook myself. I just understand TikTok a little bit better, so it's easier for me to gain traction there. But I definitely feel like if once you do know how to master the Instagram algorithm and like how to gain followers through there, because I have a friend who he's flying like through like the followers and stuff on Instagram. And that's because he knows how to work Instagram, how to market himself on there. So I've seen it do great things for people. I just have yet to figure it out for myself. I love it. I love it. Um... So I know 2022 is about to end and we got a couple more months. It's, it's about to be a wrap. Mm-hmm. What are some of your short-term goals before this year closes out? Well, I want to release one more song in December before the year ends. I yeah, I would like to hopefully do a music video for it as well. That would be that would be my only two goals. If I can't make the music video done, get the music video done, absolutely releasing one more song is the number one thing on my list. Uh, any plans for another EP or a, a full-length album for 2023? Yes, in 2023, I'm going to be releasing Now or Never's next EP. It's going to be a five-song EP. It's going to have like a little dreamy, atmospheric vibe going on to it. Wow, I'd love to uh, open up for you if you ever do the shows for this. Hell um, yeah. It's going to be fun to do a song, another song, yeah, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Um, what what's this, what's inspiring you these days? Like, what's making you write? What what's, what are you listening to? Mm, lately, I've been listening to a lot of pop, R and B, and soul music. And lately, I've been allowing myself to have. Um, to have like more happy experiences be my kind of muse for songs so like my last couple of songs i've been writing cliche and train stuff were both about my girlfriend and so i'm kind of trying to i'm trying trying to allow myself to have happier thoughts and those type of experiences influence my music now and that kind of not not necessarily saying like I'm drawing away from the pain because no I could never I I need that to create my music as well but I just want to try to allow myself to try to explore other emotions and stuff like that with my music amen wow so I hope I, I hope you guys come to San Diego again you know I mean we gotta do one more show in SD yes yes I would love to or we can do a show in Fontana. Like, what, what are the popping venues out there? I honestly, I have not performed in Fontana. <laughs> I've done a performance at a coffee shop in Rancho, but I feel like 
it's definitely outside areas of Fontana that I think that have more places. So like, I know there's some venues in Riverside or some places in Uplands. That would be more the area we would have to, I would have to look in to set some, set something up for us, but that would definitely would be fun. Yes. Uh, more shows for 2023, more mm-hmm. creativity and I love the singles on Apple Music. Thank you. And any other shout outs? Anything else you want to announce to people? Anything else you want to promote? No, nothing other than just check out Now or Never's music on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you listen to music, you know, just go listen to some Now or Never music. And I don't know, that's all I kind of got. <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna put the Instagram on um, the episode description. If you guys follow her, um, you'll be updated. And I'll also post um, the iTunes, the, the Apple Music page. Um, so, Teresa, thanks for doing this. I, I appreciate you and uh, hope to hope to see you guys soon. Rock another show out here, all right? I'm, I'm gonna hit you back right now when we get off. When we get off the phone, I'm gonna hit you back. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> no doubt, Teresa. Thank you. Yo, Amity Podcast, we did it. Peace, peace. All right, bye.